Hello and welcome back. This is Dr. Shaw and today is our 53rd podcast on teaching humanity remotely. And I feel like based on the information I'm getting from my website, which is learnwithmeremotely.com, that's learnwithmeremotely.com, the questions that parents and teachers are asking really are making me feel like I need to do a bit of a review for this particular podcast. And the first thing I want to say is that I feel like our job as parents, teachers, friends to younger people and children is to model our best, to model the best behaviors that we can possibly have. And when we are not our best, then we need to use that opportunity as learning lessons for our children or the children that we interact with. And I'm not just speaking about young children. I'm talking about, you know, older, you know, adult children as well. We need to be able to mark and notice our behaviors and then be able to discuss them. Was this the correct way of responding in a particular situation? Could I have done better? What would have happened if I did A instead of B? You know, we're allowed to have these kinds of conversations. And I think that the openness to have these kinds of conversations really comes from your child or children that you are involved with, knowing that you are really championing them. And I was thinking about friendships, and I was thinking about, you know, friendships are so lovely. I think it's the place where we get to practice unconditional love the most. And the reason it's in friendships is because when you are with a friend, you are saying to your friend, this is the time that I have to be with you. So I'm not being distracted by other responsibilities. When you're living with someone, when you're living with a partner, you don't have that luxury of saying, oh, you know, I'm not going to be distracted by other responsibilities because you have to cook dinner and you have to clean and you have to take out the garbage and pay bills and deal with people on the phone or in person that could be challenging. So you don't always get to have the luxury of saying, oh, you know, I just get to be with you now and I'm not going to be interrupted. So I feel like it's in our friends that we really get to show our best face. We can tell our friends how we are in our partnerships, but often they don't see that and therefore they're always supportive. And that's really what I'm coming to is the idea of what really helps us is knowing that we're being supported. And to that, I was thinking about how you want to shape behavior, how you want your children, let's say, to not have a temper tantrum in a store, or how you want your child to love learning and not need to get external rewards for learning, because that should be the reward in and of itself, or whatever it is that you particularly want to have your child learn. It's an interesting kind of juxtaposition of wanting to learn and teaching them to love unconditionally while you really do have some conditions. There are some ways in which you want your child to behave and not others. So how can you let them know that you are teaching them things and yet you're still championing them when they are in the process of the learning phase, which includes making mistakes. So I was thinking of a few things and one is, that some people have the idea of a miss. Like when you're just talking with a friend and 
you think you're on the same page and then you find out that you're not, how in that moment it could be just a tiny bit disappointing and you can either just let it go, that's one option, or you know sometimes it could be a really interesting opportunity to not let it go and then just sort of understand how the way you saw something was very different than the way your friend saw it and that that in and of itself is by talking about it is a real learning opportunity and I think that if we get comfortable sort of noting and marking the misses that we have throughout the day whether it could be something really physical like I think I can make the light if I run across the street and then I get in the middle and I'm like mm, you know I don't know that was kind of not a, that wasn't the best choice to make so it's like I note it and I mark it or sometimes it could be where I think I'm on the same page with my partner and then in fact I feel like we're not and I don't see that as a problem I see that as right there if I want to get on the same page I see that by noting it and marking it that's the only way I'm going to get there So sometimes, you know, we could just let it go. We don't have to note and mark every little thing. But I think that if we want things to improve, then we need to see that where we're starting is the learning opportunity. And to do that with glee and happiness and not with the kind of attitude where you're already let down. So I was thinking of how we all learn and we all learn by being uplifted and by feeling like we can be ourselves and reveal ourselves and make a mistake and know that we're going to be loved and supported through it. It's going to be very hard to tell someone something if you think you're going to be yelled at or reprimanded or feeling bad about it or made to feel bad about it. So I think that there's just a lot to kind of hold the space that you're holding as the adult in the relationship with the child is you have to show the child that you got their back and that you really are there to champion them sometimes it's going to be difficult but it doesn't mean that it's not worth it and even when you get upset like when I was a teacher I was very real with them I've said it before I didn't have that teacher voice I was just very honest and real and I think that that's good because therefore when we did something great we really celebrated it and when we did something that was disappointing it really got discussed but it wasn't as if they were getting in trouble for doing something that was disappointing it's just that A lot of emphasis needed to be in that moment so that there could really be the learning lesson and we can celebrate it. It's always about getting to that place where you really want to go. Sometimes it's smooth sailing and sometimes it's it's bumpy, but it doesn't mean that it's not good to get there. And I think that there is a way to present your position as the adult that will allow your children to be able to take risks, know that they can make mistakes, knowing that you're there for them and they don't have to be afraid of being in trouble. And to that end, this is the next kind of review issue, is that where do we learn to be defensive? Why are we defensive? Why, if there's a way in which we don't agree, why will we defend our position more than being open to just hearing from another point of view. What would the world be like if I held one political view and you held another political view, but we don't dislike each other because of that. We just have very interesting conversations about why we believe in different things. We don't try to convince each other. We don't need to be defensive about it. And that's just one example. So I was thinking in an adult relationship, 
when sometimes I'll speak for myself, I become a baby. I am bringing something up with my partner and I'm just feeling overly sensitive or I'm really being very childish or something. As long as he is being a grown up, it's going to be fine and vice versa. If he is being overly sensitive and if he's being a baby about it, but I am sort of holding the space as a grown-up, we're going to be fine. The problem is when we're both being babies, when we're both like fighting for our position, then there's no learning there. It's kind of like the eraser. If I have a limited amount of attention and I spend all my attention on erasing my mistake, I have no more energy, no more focus, no more attention to learn from the mistake. So where does defensiveness comes and I think that we get defensive and our children get defensive if we position ourselves where we're making them wrong instead of finding ways to make us right and I think it's subtle but I think it's important so one way your child will be less defensive is if your child knows that you are championing your child you're championing your child to be successful to be his or her best that's your intention. That doesn't mean that you're also not teaching your child certain ways to behave and being productive and having nice relationships and being friendly and generous. It doesn't mean you're not shaping behavior, but you're also doing it in a way that it doesn't feel like work as much as it feels like your partners in your child's and even your well-being in the family's well-being so I just wanted to address that so in essence what I'm saying is that you cannot argue with your child because then you're both being babies and it's not about having a child constantly defending his or her position here's an example your child says I'm gonna throw out the garbage and your child doesn't do it and then when you talk to your child about it your child constantly gives you excuses why it wasn't done so you're not going to argue about that because you're not going to win you want it done your child didn't want to do it so then you just need to find out ways where you're going to say I don't need excuses as to why you didn't do it and how you're going to get it done the garbage pickup was Wednesday morning we missed the garbage pickup it didn't get done that's not okay what are the consequences and furthermore what are we going to do to make sure that the garbage goes out Tuesday night let's work together to make sure so there is no excuses no defensiveness and I think that children learn to be defensive by watching their parents be defensive so it's just something to look at so what I'm saying is that sometimes as a grown-up I act childish and it's okay when I'm with another grown-up and that grown-up is holding the space for both of us to get through it or I could be the one who's a grown-up and my adult friend could be being childish that's okay but when we're both children you can't win then so my point is to create an environment where your child knows that your biggest job is to champion him or her that's that is a very healthy place and from that place of being uplifting then we're going to be more eager to listen to what you have to say to really want to learn from you and with you so that's really the what I wanted to I wanted to really provide this in this podcast because I've been getting a lot of questions about arguing with children and how you feel like you don't win and it's true we don't want defensiveness 
And if we present it in a way where your child knows you have their best interest at heart, you won't get defensiveness. And then when you are being in your relationships with everyone else in the household, try to model not being defensive because that gets learned somewhere along the line. So if you could be mindful and if you are being defensive, you can say, you see what I did, Johnny? I realized, you know, that didn't help because I didn't get a learning lesson and I wasn't really listening to what your father had to say and so on and so forth. So I wanted to address that. So please continue to visit me on my website at learnwithmeremotely.com. That's learnwithmeremotely.com. And also feel free to visit my author's page at Dr. Mindy Shaw's paperbacks at Amazon. Within the next few weeks, what we'll be talking about is the other two agreements that we haven't spoken about, which is to not make assumptions and to always do your personal best. That's fantastic modeling. And then I will also get to the 11th question in my book entitled Effective Communication with Children. Until next time, I hope everyone is getting really comfortable going back to school, and I hope that continues for as long as we are being healthy and safe. So be well until next time. And that concludes this episode of the podcast series Teaching Humanity Remotely with Dr. Mindy Shaw. Thank you for listening. You can follow Dr. Shaw on Facebook. Her page is Learn With Me Remotely. That's on Facebook. That's also her website, learnwithmeremotely.com. Her podcasts and all the books that she's been referring to are on that site for purchase and samples are there as well. You can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Mindy Shaw One. Doctor is abbreviated DR and the one is the number one, Dr. Mindy Shaw One. And on Instagram, at Dr. Mint with a T, Shaw. Thanks again for listening. Watch out for the next podcast in the series. That'll be coming real soon.